It's an innovative approach to the planning, delivery, and evaluation of health care. You are listening to ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and with me today is Beverly H. Johnson, the President and Chief Executive Officer of the Institute for Family-Centered Care in Bethesda, Maryland, and co-author of the book Privileged Presence, Personal Stories of Connections in Healthcare. Ms. Johnson, welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. Thank you for inviting me as a guest. What is the Institute for Family-Centered Care? The Institute is a nonprofit organization. We're based in Bethesda, Maryland, right down the street from NIH, but we work all across North America and actually around the world to promote the understanding and practice of patient and family-centered care in all settings where individuals of all ages receive care and support. How did it start? The organization was founded in 1992. Um, I had the opportunity to do some of this work with another nonprofit organization in the 1980s and early 1990s. And we really saw a need to broaden the scope of what the work we had been doing in the 1980s to really reach out to improve the care for individuals of all ages And we wanted to reach hospitals, primary care practices, long-term care facilities, and make patient and family-centered care really the standard of, of care. We set out in 92 to do that, and we work in a variety of uh, different ways. We've just finished uh, the third annual international conference on patient and family-centered care. We plan and facilitate at least two in-depth seminars on this topic for family professional uh, interdisciplinary teams to learn how to advance this practice in their setting. We have a website, www.familycenteredcare.org, that has lots of tools and useful information. We produce publications and videos and to really make it easier for both healthcare professionals and for patient and family advisors to work together to bring about improvement in healthcare. What is family-centered care? Family-centered care is an approach in, to healthcare that's grounded in mutually beneficial partnerships among patients, families, and healthcare professionals. We began in in our early work, we referred always to it as family-centered care. We now blend the terms patient and family-centered care because we've always believed that the patient was an integral part of decision-making and that the patient should have the opportunity to define their family and involve their family in ways that they chose to do so. And Because our roots originally were in pediatrics, family-centered care worked most easily. But because now we work all the way across the age spectrum and a lot in the geriatric field, we felt it was more appropriate to blend those concepts. And we think patient-centered care is not enough, and now family-centered is not enough. We, We need to talk about both working collaboratively with both patients and families. If you look at the partnership that's at the heart of patient and family-centered practice, there are really four key concepts. One is respect and dignity, that 
this approach to care really places an emphasis on communication and relationships, and respect and dignity is at the core of those relationships, to see strengths in all individuals and families. Secondly, the core concept is information sharing, that in a patient and family-centered approach to care, you share information in ways that are both useful and affirming. The traditional old way of practice was that healthcare professionals were the gatekeepers of information, and that's not good enough today in the complexity of healthcare. Uh, we need to share information in ways that the patient and family want, find useful, and really will help them in ongoing management of, of care and chronic conditions and in, even in health promotion. The third core concept is really supporting the active engagement of the patient and family in care and decision-making. The data is very clear that if the patient and family are informed and really active players, not just passive recipients of somebody else's health plan or what their view is, that their outcome will be better. And so all the aspects of the system need to be designed to encourage that active participation. And then lastly, it's it's collaboration in the clinical care, but it's also collaboration in policy and program development and in quality improvement and healthcare redesign so that there are uh, patient and family advisory councils and patients and families serve on on committees, and they even serve as faculty in teaching programs. Does this take more time? You know, that's a question that people often ask, and I think the data is growing that an investment in a relationship, that putting some of that time up front saves time over time, and it is a much more satisfying way to practice. I think some of the most exciting developments are happening in the field right now in the field of primary care because I think our systems of primary care have not been very patient and family-centered over the years for a variety of reasons. And some innovative work first was happening in pediatrics uh, with a model called the medical home and now with its growing interest in the adult world and there was a recent a joint consensus paper on developing the medical home for adult patients in the primary care setting. As we have this opportunity now to work with patients and families to redesign primary care and I think ultimately make it more time efficient, both for the practitioner, the clinician, but also for the patient and family. We've not even barely scratch the surface in how we can use technology. I don't think it'll be very long before most patients and families will have email access to their physician, and which will eventually be very time efficient for everyone, that they will be able to access their own labs easily, that they don't have to come and take the time of all the personnel in the office when they could go online and get that useful information right away.
If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, XM233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and joining me today is Beverly Johnson, the founder and chief executive officer of the Institute for Family-Centered Care, discussing patient and family-centered care. Ms. Johnson, does patient and family-centered care cost more? That's a very good question. I think ultimately it does not, but it does take an upfront investment in learning how to work in different ways. And when we work with primary care practices or when we work with hospitals, part of it is helping to see what they already have in place, but part of it is helping staff, physicians and staff across all disciplines really have the communication skills to work in partnerships. So from that point of view, I think it does take some dollars at the beginning. But when you begin to involve patients and families collaboratively with you in, in trying to solve the complex problems in healthcare, you begin to start to save money and to prevent error. And, you know, I think that's what's really important that we've got to connect this work with how are we going to improve the quality and the safety of healthcare. What were some highlights from the third annual International Conference on Patient and Family-Centered Care? It was just an extraordinary meeting. I think very powerful opening session where there were two people, a mom whose son died because of medical error, died because really the primary care system and its interface with specialty care didn't communicate effectively. And vital information was never shared with the patient and family. And all of the what would have saved this really healthy young man who developed a chemical imbalance that wasn't picked up on and treated, he would be alive today with some very, really, there wouldn't have been expensive solutions to solve the problem. So it was very powerful to hear this mother who had the devastating loss of her son paired with a nursing leader from the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation who has implemented many changes across the country in both end-of-life care and patient safety and quality improvement and hear her perspective of how we need to change the system of care. And the two of them, it modeled the kind of partnership that we so strongly believe we need in every type of healthcare organization. What strategies have been implemented to overcome staff resistance? I just was working with a tertiary hospital uh, earlier this week, and the staff perception sometimes and it's a misperception, but it is their perception, so to us that's a reality that we must work with, is that patient and family-centered care means saying yes to whatever the patient wants, to almost give up their professional uh, judgment. Some feel that they're going to ask for unreasonable things and that they're going to get in the way of doing their work. And really what's needed here is education and support for staff. Both physicians and nurses were not trained effectively in how to communicate and collaborate with patients and families. It's not been um, an integral part of our professional education programs, but this is really changing. 
I think the most exciting change is in the changes that have happened in the last five years, and I think we're going to see more of them in the next couple of years with the leadership of the ACGME. That's the accrediting organization for residency training. And what they're saying is it's not enough just to know the biomedical sciences, but physicians must also be able to communicate and collaborate with patients and families and across disciplines. Healthcare is just too complex not to do it. So a way to get over resistance is really through the avenue of providing them, helping them build their skills and providing the support. And then what happens is we create a more satisfying place to work with a patient and family-centered approach to care. And we, what we've seen, some of the data coming out of some of the most successful programs is that you don't see the staff turnover in healthcare, and so it becomes a more cost-efficient way to work. Ms. Johnson, thank you so much for joining us today to discuss patient and family-centered care. Thank you. I've enjoyed having a chance to talk with you. I'm Susan Dolan. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.